power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you are excited to be in church today? How many of you are ready for the work today? Hallelujah. Now, as I always say, there are some messages that come and you respond by writing. There are others too that come. And you respond by shouting by shouting amen by shouting i receive it by connecting with it with the seed hallelujah yeah this 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 morning's message is not it's not a writing message hallelujah yeah it's going to be short because we have a communion service today but connect with everything i'm going to say amen is a kind of message you should pray with from time to time all right there's a kind of message you should pray with from time to time you know I like one of the lines in the song the choir song the moment they said it I was like they are in the spirit they said I was not born to fear is that a lie I was not born to fear today I declare to you that every fear leaves your spirit anything that causes fear leaves your life today in the name of jesus oh i'm trying to see whether you are ready for the message but it looks like you are first here i said anything that causes fear in your life leaves today hallelujah today i want to preach to you What I've entitled, Give Me This Mountain. And my prayer is that this message will catapult you. Sorry, I've used my voice the whole weekend, so my voice is a bit some way, but uh, God will help me. Hallelujah. This message, I believe, will catapult you to possess what is yours hallelujah to possess your possessions to possess the promises of god hallelujah oh hallelujah i'm still not satisfied with the response hallelujah oh hallelujah you see i came down because i want to hear your responses well <laughs> so if you are not responding then let me go up to my mountain <laughs> Turn with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua. Joshua, the chapter number 14. And we are reading from verse 6. Can I have the NLT? NLT. Today, may God transform you into a conqueror. May God transform you into a giant killer. May God transform you into a giant slayer. May God transform you into a taker of territories. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said, a delegation from the tribe of Judah 
led by Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, came to Joshua at Gilgal. Said Caleb said to Joshua, Remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me when we were at Kadesh Barnea. Next verse. He said, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of God, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report. I believe you, you know the story of when 12 spies were sent into the promised land. And 10 of them came and gave a bad report and put fear into the hearts of the Israelites. They said the people on the land are giants and we are like grasshoppers before them. Today I pray that if you see yourself as a grasshopper, may the scales fall from your eyes for you to begin to see yourself as God sees you. He said we are like grasshoppers before them. As for the land, it is good. As for the land, it is fertile. It is indeed flowing with milk and honey. But the people in there are too big for us. They are giants and we cannot conquer them. But thank God there were two of them who had a different spirit. Somebody say a different spirit. Somebody say a different spirit. And they were in the presence of Joshua and Caleb. They looked at the people and said, yes, the people are giants. The people are strong. But we are well able. Somebody say, I am well able. Say, I am well able. Oh, I'm not getting your response at all. Say, I am well able. So he said, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of God, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. This one today, the instruments, you two, you are preaching with me. When the temple rises, you also rise with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report. Verse 8. He said, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Another version said, I followed my convictions. I pray that God will raise a man and a woman who will not be moved by what they see, will not be moved by what they hear, will not be moved by the reports of men, but will be moved by their convictions given unto them by the Holy Spirit. If you believe that is your portion, shout yes. Said, I was moved by my convictions. There is something you are convicted about. But the circumstances around you don't seem to match up with your conviction. When you look at what you are convinced and convicted about, and you look with your naked eyes, it seems as if that thing cannot come to pass. But today, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may your sight and your vision and your seeing begin to match up with the conviction that is in your spirit. Verse 9. God is going to raise giants in this place today. God is going to raise giant killers in this place today. God is going to raise achievers of our generation in this place today. God is going to raise intellectuals like never before in the name of Jesus. God is going to raise businessmen like never before in the name of Jesus. So that day Moses solemnly promised me, the land on Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grand land 
and that of your descendants. Say, and my descendants. And my descendants. Say, and my descendants. And my descendants. Forever, because you wholeheartedly follow the Lord your God. Verse 10. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well. The Lord will keep you alive. Oh, I said the Lord will keep you alive. You will see his promises in your life come to pass. The things you have been praying for and agonizing for. The things you have been traveling for. The things you have been weeping in a place of prayer for. The things you have been fasting for. The Lord shall keep you alive. And with your eyes you shall behold the doing of the Lord. And you shall declare that it is the doing of the Lord. And it is marvelous in my sight. I remember a man called Simeon whom God commissioned to pray the Messiah into being. Every great event must have intercessors strategically positioned to guard it and deliver it safely into reality. And so God told Simeon that you will not see death until your eyes have seen the Messiah. People think it was an honor God was giving him, but it was an assignment that you are unkillable. You cannot be stopped. You cannot be eliminated before your time. I am giving you the assignment to police this prophecy given by Isaiah and to ensure that it is safely delivered into the realm of time and you will not see death until that prophecy has come to pass. And so in his old age, on the day Jesus was being dedicated in the temple, when the old man who had agonized in prayer and intercession and warfare, somebody will ask, where is it written in the Bible that there was warfare to prevent Jesus from coming? A simple message Angel Gabriel was going to give to Daniel it invoked a whole principality to attempt to stop him how much more the most important event which was going to be brought by the same angel this time to the mother of Jesus and I've told you before that Mary became pregnant only after she accepted the word that the angel said when she said be it unto me be it unto me means amen because amen means let it be so the moment she said amen that was when she took seed i believe a minute after she said the amen if you did a urine pregnancy test it would have tested positive that message needed to be delivered safely unto mary if a simple message to daniel prince of persia was stopping it how much more the most important event in the world the Bible doesn't have to tell me that the devil will send not one, not two, but three principalities. But thank God that he had positioned some sharpshooters, some intercessors, some, some fiery soldiers to intercede and ensure that destiny is delivered into the realm of time. And so the day he saw Jesus, he carried him in his hands. In his old age, he said, This day my eyes have seen the consolation of Israel, and I prophesy to you 
that that which you are praying for you shall handle it you shall hold it it shall be yours it shall be in your bosom it shall be in your bank account it shall be on your file it shall come into your email if you believe that it's your person shout yes my eyes have seen the consolation of israel there is something you have been praying about there is something you are convicted about there is an assignment god has given you maybe it is a brother you are praying for to surrender their life to christ maybe it is a certain breakthrough you are expecting today i stand as a servant of god and i prophesy into your life that you shall see that thing come to pass you shall handle that thing in your hands you shall give a testimony you shall declare that it is the doing of the lord and it is marvelous in my sight now as you can see the lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for all these 45 years since moses made this promise you see when i preached about doors i said there were revolving doors doors that open in a particular season and if you don't have the boldness and the giant killing spirit the door will come and pass and it will take another season israel had a golden opportunity to enter the promised land 40 years before they actually did but because of the spirit of fear because of the spirit of timidity the, the, the spirit of cowardice that door had to leave them and come back 40 years after but i prophesy to you that today as the spirit of the warrior is coming upon you and as the spirit of the conqueror is coming upon you every door that the lord shall open before you with that spirit of boldness you shall enter with that spirit of a conqueror you shall enter with that spirit of the warrior you shall enter if you believe that is your portion shall be yes for all these 45 years since moses made this promise even while israel wandered in the wilderness he said today i am 85 years old an 85 year old man should be sitting with his grandchildren an 85 year old man should be writing his will an 85 year old man should be preparing his back so he can exit the well but look at what this 85 year old man is saying that's it 11 i am as strong now as i was when was he sent me on that journey that means 45 years later his eyesight was still the same his heart rate was still the same his strength was still the same no hypertension no diseases still as strong as he was and today i prophesy that spirit upon you that in the next 40 years you will be even stronger than you are now in the next 40 years you will carry more vitality and more strength than you carry now in the next 40 years your blood pressure will even be better than it is now if you believe that is your person shout yes he said and i can still travel and no 
travel and fight as well as I could then. Someone to lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. This preaching will intersperse it with prayer and things. Say in the name of Jesus. Say today, I receive the spirit of the warrior. Say today, I receive the spirit of the fighter. Say today, I receive the spirit of the conqueror. Let me take your seats. Verse 12. He says, So give me the hill country. King James says, Give me this mountain. me he said you remember that as cows we found the descendants of Anak living there in great walled towns now let me explain this he said I was promised this mountain but 40 years ago when we went to spy it if you will remember he was talking to Joshua the descendants of Anak now let me explain who the descendants of Anak are was a known giant. Everybody say a giant. So the Anakites or the Anakim were occupying that mountain that this man is saying he's looking for. Giants are bigger than the normal human being. Giants are stronger than the normal human being. And this man is saying that give me this mountain in spite of the fact that it is not a plain ground, meaning I'm not going to walk into it easily. I'm not just going to take a stroll into it. I will have to climb. And when I climb, it's not like the land is there for the taking. It's not like there are young, fresh-faced young men waiting for me there to welcome me. But there are freaks of nature, oversized human beings, giants that I need to fight, that I need to kill, that I need to defeat, that I need to overcome in order to possess my possession. Today we invoke the spirit of Joshua and Caleb upon your life in the name of Jesus. This land was not going to come on a silver platter. It meant warfare. Somebody say warfare. He said that descendants of Anak living there, and were not just living there, they had great walls, well fortified. I'm trying to tell you that some promises come with warfare. Before you will see some promises come to pass, you must defy the odds. You must break through. You, 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 you must leave your comfort zone and do something that is unusual. He said, but if the Lord is with me, somebody say, if the Lord is with me, somebody say, if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land, just as the Lord said. I prophesy to somebody today that the ability to drive out giants is coming upon you today. The ability to drive out the Anakites is coming upon you today. You shall drive them out of the place of your promise. You shall possess your promise. You shall possess your possession. You shall possess that mountain. If you believe that it's your possession, shout yes. 
the Lord is with me. He was going into this battle as the underdog. Because he was going to fight people who were stronger than him. He was entering into a territory that was well fortified. The odds were against him. I don't know what you are going to face for which the odds are against you. Maybe the exam that you are going to write, the odds are against you. Maybe the interview you are going for, the odds are against you. Maybe that business you are about to start, there are giants already in that business. And you are asking yourself, how can a small me get a place in this industry? But Caleb said, if the Lord be with me, that means he invoked the God factor. And today I invoke the God factor upon your life. By the God factor, you will defy the odds. By the God factor, you will come out as an underdog and still have the victory. In the name of Jesus, if you believe that is your portion, shout yes. Somebody shout the God factor. Maybe you are going to write an exam, you have not learned enough. Maybe in the interim assessment, your marks are even below what you need. You, you, you don't know what you need. You, you, you are going for an interview. You don't have the necessary connections. But today we invoke the God factor. Oh, we invoke the God factor. We invoke the God factor. Some of you, you see having or living a good life later in life as a mountain and as a giant. You, you don't see how you as you are standing there today you will be able to accumulate enough money to be able to build your own house. You can't see how you will be able to accumulate enough money to start that business that you want to start. You can't see how you can accumulate enough money to be able to send your children to the schools that you want them to attend. So those things are like giants before you. They are like mountains before you. But if the Lord be with you, if the Lord be with you, if the Lord be by your side, if the Lord be in front of you, if the Lord be by your side, if the Lord be behind you, if the glory of the Lord be your red God, I prophesy to you that what is impossible to man is possible with God. If you believe that is your portion, shout yes. When you do the calculations, they don't add up. You want to start a certain business, but there are giants in there already. People who have taken the territory. How can a small me? How can a small me? But I want to announce you that you have the God factor on your side. With that God factor, the narrative can change. With that God factor, the impossible can become possible. And today I speak the God factor over any business that is represented here. Any endeavor that is represented here. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I invoke the God factor. Me, 
written exams that because of ministry I didn't learn and I ended up topping and it was the Godfather may that same grace fall upon somebody today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth when you go for the discussion you are leaking when you release the filler everybody wants to take a textbook and check because they don't want you to come and pollute them and it's because you have some history somebody say history mm. have some history say eh. some people when they say people take pen and write you when you say no eh, where did you read it from are you sure eh, did you read it well they'll ask you like 10 questions and sometimes they write in front of you they'll check to be sure you are not a pollutant the odds are against you the exam is a giant but today the god factor somebody say the god factor somebody say the god factor when the hand of god is upon your life upon your business upon your marriage upon your academics the impossible becomes possible it becomes possible the god factor verse 13 so joshua blessed caleb the son of jephunneh and gave hebron to him as his portion of land so that means this land we're talking about is the great hebron that we know in the bible verse 14 hebron still belongs to the descendants of caleb the son of jephunneh and the kenesites because he wholeheartedly followed the lord god of israel I prophesy to you that that which God is going to give to you, your descendants will come and enjoy it. Your descendants will come and benefit from it. Your descendants will come and reap from it. Your descendants will come and harvest from it. Somebody shout the God factor. Can you stay on the God factor a little? Because that is our advantage. Actually, that is what turns the tide in our favor. That is what takes an ordinary man and turns him into a giant slayer. That same God factor was what was behind David. When the people saw the giant Goliath and they were scared, they were afraid. Men who had been trained in warfare were running away and hiding just because a certain giant was spewing out infectives at them. But there was something that was sitting upon the head of David which the rest of them didn't have. And it is called the anointing of God. That is why the Bible said, I have found my servant David and with my holy oil have I anointed him. And today God is calling your name and saying that I have found my servant and with my holy oil have I anointed him. And with my holy oil have I anointed her. I want to declare to you today that you are anointed. You have oil sitting upon your head. You have the grace of God sitting upon your head. You have the power of God running through your face. You have the glory of God as your right God. You walk as an ordinary man, but you are not ordinary. You are just a pilgrim walking around in this earth. But your citizenship belongs to heaven. Somebody say the God factor. Say the God factor. Say it again, the God factor. 
So when everybody was afraid, and David came and saw this giant, I don't know what is a giant in your life. He said, how can you people sit down and allow this man to defy the armies of the Most High God? saw him as a giant the others saw him as a champion the others saw him as an undefeated warrior but David saw him as uncircumcised uncircumcised means you are not in my class uncircumcised means I am above you uncircumcised means we can't even sit in the same place you are inferior to me I declare to you that that thing you see as a giant is inferior to you that thing you see as impossible is inferior to you. That thing you see as so hard and undefeatable is inferior to you. And today receive the capacity, receive the power, receive the anointing, receive the grace to confront the giants in your life in the name of Jesus. his gods he said I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts that battle as I always say was not a battle between David and Goliath but a battle between the God of David and the God of Goliath oh that business that that competition it is not between you and that person it is a competition between your God and their God that exam your God shall give you the knowledge that your God shall give you the retentive memory. Your God shall give you the spirit of excellence. Your God shall give you the spirit of favor that you require to excel in the name of Jesus. If you believe that your person shall yes. Somebody shout the God factor. Shout the God factor. Say it again, the God factor. When you invoke the God Father, you invoke the hand of God. And today, in the name of Jesus, we invoke that hand into your situation. We invoke that hand into your situation. We invoke the power of that mighty hand into that situation. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are empowered and the Lord is putting a sword in your hand. The Lord is putting a sling in your hand. And like David, may you cause that giant to fall. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Sometimes God promises us things. But when we see giants in the way, we give up on the vision. We expect it to be smooth. But today receive the strength. Receive the capacity. Receive the anointing. Receive the grace. To go for that which God promised you. To go for that which you are convicted about in your spirit. 
sometimes the unbelievers are more daring and more ambitious than we Christians. Sometimes we are too scared. If it's a business, instead of going in full, oh, my try my quick. Small, this, that, 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 and thing. Unbelievers are going in and they are taking the territories. But who does the earth belong to? It belongs to our Father. If the earth is the Lord's, then the good things of this earth must be for the children of the one who owns the land. I see God raise some business gurus in this place. Oh, I see God raise some business gurus in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You know the funny thing? Virtually the whole of last night when I was praying, what the Holy Ghost laid on my heart to pray for is for God to raise giant kingdom financiers. Giant kingdom financiers. People who will single-handedly write off a project. Don't say, man of God, don't bother raising funds. Don't bother doing Kofi Enama. Don't bother doing Dave Bond. Don't bother doing anything. I alone will stand and cause this thing to come to pass. Giant kingdom financiers. And I saw a certain vision in relation to that. I'll tell you as I go. Remind me to come back to this subject. Let me finish preaching. Today, may that daring spirit come upon you. May that fear leave your spirit. May that cowardice leave your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because you carry the God factor. Carry the God factor. Somebody shout the hand of the Lord. Shout again the hand of the Lord. Say it again the hand of the Lord. Say it again the hand of the Lord. When the hand of the Lord is involved, logic is defied. The form guide is defied. The modus operandi changes. The protocols must be suspended. You got to sit in an interview, and the people you are being interviewed with are way more qualified than you. But you carry the God factor. Carry the God factor. Hey! Me, there are positions I'm occupying. There are people who are more qualified than me, but they come to me. They come to me. The appointments I have, employment, uh, lecture positions, and all of that, I never applied for any of them. In my mind, I'm doing ministry, number one. I'm there and things will come and be put on my desk. Things will come. They made me head of department of hematology department in a certain medical school. And I didn't even apply for it. I was there and they brought me a letter. You are head of department for the next two years. These are your responsibilities, blah, 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 blah. It was up to me to decide whether I like or not. 
I pray in the name of Jesus that the grace of the God factor will locate somebody in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody say the God factor. Say the God factor. Say the hand of the Lord. When the hand of the Lord is involved, logic is defied. The form guide is thrown out of the window. Protocols are broken. Sometimes when people are looking for admission in certain places, they say there's a protocol list. That's because they know some big man somewhere. They know some influential person somewhere. But I came to announce to you that you know the biggest man of all. You know the one who created the big man. You know the one who has the heart of the big man in his hand. You know the one who, who can decide that the big man lives today. You know the biggest of the big men. And you know people in high places. I declare upon your life that you will defy logic. You will defy the form guide. You will break protocol. Some of you look at yourself. Look at the family I came from. Look, 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 look at Gideon in the Bible. When God called him and said, Thou mighty man of failure. I'm sure he was looking behind. Why is that mighty man? God said, Look here, it is you I'm talking about. And all of them, they begin to give their family history. That in the country, my, my tribe is the least. And in my tribe, my clan is the least. And in my clan, my family is the least. Maybe you can identify with that kind of thing. Because even Jesus, where he came from, somebody said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? But he defied the logic. He broke protocol. And today, he's the single most important personality who has ever walked upon the surface of the earth. I came to tell somebody who comes from a disadvantaged background. I came to tell somebody who comes from a home that doesn't have any influence that the God factor can cause you. The hand of God can kick you. The hand of God can take you. The hand of God can pick you and place you where God has desired and destined for you. Some of you don't know anybody. The paralytic at the pool of Bethesda for 37 years he had been waiting for a man to help him to enter the pool. When Jesus saw him and asked him, do you want to be healed? He said, say, I have no man. And a lot of you are saying, God, I have no man. I don't know anybody. I don't know any uncle. I don't know any CEO. I don't know anybody who will lend me money. But what the man forgot was that the money he needed was standing right in front of him. The Jesus he needed was standing right in front of him. And I came to tell somebody that the man you need is inside of you. He is living inside of you. He knows your name. He knows your situation. He is ever ready to deploy all the arsenals of heaven to ensure that his will for your life comes to pass. If you believe that it's a person, shout amen. Sir, I have no man. I have no man. 
Somebody say the hand of God. Say the hand of the Lord. Somebody say the God factor. It is that same hand that entered the pit that Joseph's brothers had put him in. Joseph's pit, he didn't walk into the pit. His own brothers carried him and put him in a pit. I don't know who has put you in a pit. I don't know who has sold you into a pit. But I prophesy to you that that the same hand that entered the pit and brought out Joseph, that same hand shall bring you out of the pit. That same hand shall bring you out of the dungeons. That same hand shall place you on a rock for the entire world to see that the Lord has worked a mighty work in your life. And they shall say, this is the doing of the Lord. And it is indeed marvelous in our sight. Shout the hand of the Lord. Somebody shout the hand of the Lord. That same hand broke into the prison walls, located the same Joseph, picked him out of the prison, and placed him in front of the most powerful man on the land. I prophesy to somebody today. By reason of the God factor, you shall be taken from nowhere. Oh, you will, you will be seen in the Flagstaff house. You will be seen in the Jubilee house. You will be seen in the presidential palace. You will stand in front of great audiences and address them. You will spew out the wisdom of God that emanates from your spirit because the Holy Ghost shall take over your life. He shall overshadow you. The Holy Ghost shall surprise you. The Holy Ghost shall place you upon the rock and pick you out of the mary clay. If you believe that is your portion, shout yes. Yeah. Somebody say the hand of the Lord. Say it again, the hand of the Lord. Say it again, the hand of the Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. When Samson was surrounded by enemies, thousands of them at the same time, he was the underdog. He stood no chance. How can one man fight against thousands of people? But that same hand of God came upon him. And the Bible said he took the jawbone of an ass. And with that one jawbone, he slew 1,000 men. I don't know what is surrounding you and making you the underdog. But today, let that same hand pick you. Oh, I said, let that same hand pick you. Let that same hand touch you. Let that same hand anoint you. Let that same hand empower you. May you defeat them that surround you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When the God factor is involved, logic is defined. Norms are changed. The form book is thrown out of the window and protocols are suspended. I see Christians taking territories, academic territories, in the health sector territories, in the business sector territories, in ministry territories. I'm going to say, why are you talking about Christians taking territories in ministry? There are people in ministry who are not Christians. So the true Christians must take their territories. There are people who are doing what looks like church, but it's not church. 
There are altars people are standing on, and if you should break the altar and see what is under, you will have the shock of your life. But God, the time has come for you to elevate the genuine and crush down the fake and the counterfeit. Somebody say the hand of the Lord. Say it again, the hand of the Lord. And today, in the name of Jesus Christ, and under the unction and the authority placed upon this ministry, by the apostolic and prophetic grace that is upon this ministry, I release you to go take the mountains. I release you to go possess the mountains. I release you to go possess the mountains. I release you to go possess the mountains. If I were you, I begin to start praying in the spirit. I release you to start going to possess the mountains. Possess the mountains. In the business arena. In the academic arena. In the health arena. Possess the mountains. Possess the mountains. Possess the mountains. Receive the grace. Receive the grace. I just saw the word expansion, 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 expansion. I don't know what it means to you that the Lord is ministering expansion unto you. Madaka Sabahashete Mandala Bahasa Lift up your hands, tap into this grace. Maybe it may not be to the same level, but tap into this grace. Madeke Sakabahata Bandala Hashikete Nemazai I command struggles to live right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm tempted to enter into the prophetic but Friday is there today we have to take communion hallelujah the communion itself will be a ministration unto you as you take that communion today the spirit of the overcomer comes upon you the spirit of the conqueror comes upon you anything that represents fear lives your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Mateke Mazori Atakabashe Neheti Kabahasaza You unraveled me with a melody. Can you clear this place for me? You surround me with a song, song of deliverance, of deliverance from my enemies, from my enemies, till all my fears, till all my fears are gone. You unravel me, you unravel me with a melody, with a melody. 
Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Overflow!